is Anna and Brian from Amara World Podcast, and today we have our next guest for the XR episode, Gavin, who's an innovation specialist um, from Digital Catapult in Northeast and Tees Valley. Hi, Gavin. Hi, Anna and Brian. You're right. Can you please tell a little bit more about your background and how you connected to the XR industry? Yeah, so um, my background, I come from a design and creative background where I explored like quite like like science and tech, and then sort of like sort of fell into the role of working with in a lot more tech than I thought I would be, which is which I really enjoy. So at the role now, so I work for Sunland Software City, which helps runs the digital catapult Northeast Tees Valley. Which, yeah, so look into like how businesses can adopt um like XR, like augmented reality, virtual reality, and we've just just started our virtual production stage as well in Gated, so looking like how they can use like motion capture and photogrammetry like how all these technologies can all work together across multiple sectors of yeah, across multiple sectors like not like not just like film or gaming or like creators, but like looking into like how anyone can get involved within XR. You know, being in that position means you have a really good view of what the UK XR landscape is looking like. Can you share a couple of um I guess interesting projects that you're working with or you're seeing right now in the space? Yeah, so um we worked on a project called Surge, which was with Sage of Gateshead, if you might not be aware of it, but it's it's a music venue. It's a huge music venue, it's like it's really nice. And they wanted to do like a dance performance that combined different realities within a performance. So um with the the engagement of the participants they could use like virtual reality like into headsets and see the dance performance. There was like augmented reality overlays during the live performance. It was really good like where it combined really advanced tech with creativity but also like that that um audience participation and getting people like really interested in like and where this tech can show, like what it can do, and that it's that it's for everyone. Like, do you mean it's not, you know, for people just sitting in their rooms playing video games? It's for people that are interested in 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 like in in the arts, and like it's there's it's now it's there's a tool for everyone to use, and yeah, like breaking down the barriers of like accessibility for making it accessible for all to get in, involved with. Just a bit more about that project. Was it? a specific platform or is it kind of like an immersive installation um, i guess similar to like the van gogh installation in london yeah so it was site specific so it ran on just for one weekend so we um like first of all we had to find out what the taste was so we did quite a bit of like bit of research like on their audience and like how they felt about it so i can't remember what platforms it was but i can get that back to you but yeah so was multiple like organizations getting involved like to pull that together it was very like collaborative like approach to like to this that isn't just like one organization doing it it was like it was like many getting involved on the delivery do you think and how like how is the uh how do you say the public perceiving this are they very open to the technology still curious did you find any technology like technological barriers to i guess getting on board this yeah, um, the general public like, over like really loved it. Like they've like the tickets sold out very quick, which is always great. Like you know, it was a ticket event, so it wasn't just like like just open like all the things. Like no, like we 
so it was paid for tickets and yeah and the audience like loved it like general public like it i think people are getting so much more accustomed to using technology like especially how people use their phones for everything now like nearly everyone has a smartphone covering like all ages people are always on it <laughs> so making things people are already used to makes things so much easier to get people to adopt advance so getting people that are used to using their phones to then progress into using a headset that could be like an augmented reality headset and then going to VR like it's sort of steps which are like quite large in the sense of like the technology jumps but also as people's like comfortability of of what people are used to like you know like wearing like wearable tech doesn't seem so daunting as probably we probably think it is because they they still look like goggles so we just when we say like you know put headset on it's like, it's like just putting a pair of goggles on like for when you go like snorkeling or things like that so giving like that um the links to activities that people are normally used to as well it makes it a lot easier for people to to adopt and adapt to it do you think people see headset as sort of the the future of this technology or the hardware still needs another technological leap before this becomes more mainstream yeah don't think to be fair like headsets are the best way of getting people involved in this like kind of it's very good for probably like um solo ex experiences before we start getting the hardware that can allow us to connect more together within headsets but i think using more devices that not as like more like open and allow people like to interact and like see each other see each other's responses like you know as people love being social and like sharing that experience is like what we want to do like we we always show people like what's in our phones and like things like that like so i think that's where it's probably going to go like having the social aspect of this sort of technologies like needs needs to be in sleeves before yeah so that's why i can probably say going further more like being some like using technology that's sociable rather than solo within like the xr experiences for sort of that sort of like experience stuff like so yes there are some things which people would prefer which is more like solo based but i think it's probably gonna be a huge push into the social aspect of the technology i think that's really a really good point when you were describing that it reminded me of well, because I, I went to Japan like a few years ago before the pandemic when traveling was a good thing. And I went to this uh, installation, an immersive installation by a company called Team Labs. I think they're very famous for creating these kind of immersive and shared experiences where you have these uh, projections in a dark room that, you know, react to people in the environment. And you can, you know, everyone is kind of like playing around with the the lights and everything and you can see how the installations respond to them and it was a very social thing because people were taking photos they were like watching how other people interact with it and you know is that is that kind of similar to what you're thinking here and is that something that you're trying to i guess push forward to have more in the uk yeah absolutely i think sort of like that sort of like projection mapping interactive media approach where you could use a device to do an overlay of that do you mean so it could be a real environment that has a projection and then you have a, like a device that you can then see how that interacts like i think the sort of like layers approach of like the social aspects is probably where i see it going more to get people more 
interested and more involved. Things, it's sort of the things like people love posting things online to show what they're doing. And if you can't really show that content you're doing or that experience, like people don't really want to talk about it, don't really want to share about it. So it's that sort of things like what can you make more exciting and more interesting for people to post and make content over? I kind of want to ask a little bit, what do you think would be the future, for example, for the metaverse, like VR or AR? Because most of us, when we thinking about the metaverse experiences, we're basing it on the Ready Player One, and it was mostly the VR, and as well, Meta, they were focused in like last year and the year before, mostly on the VR. But I think recently, when I was listening to some of the podcasts, I they, they were talking about the more like augmented reality experiences like when you're a fighter firefighter and you're breaking into the the burning house you can actually have some headset augmented reality headset on top of that to help you out to get find like people to save or find the way out so now i'm thinking maybe we're slowly pivoting to mostly to ar compared to the VR? What, what what do you think? Because like you've you have experience working like different startups and companies than in XR. So if you can comment on that. Yeah, I think like you said, like augmented reality has so much more potential of like basically of adding to the natural environment. Where like you said, like giving a fire example of a firefighter, like, you know, using that augmented reality, like you can have things which have like the stats on the heart rate has come up as a headset, which everyone can interact. So it's not just the firefighter who's who's delivering. Everyone else can see that information from who's like in the fire truck, who's at, who's at the station. Like all that data can then be shared and collected and visualized, and people can have input on what it's saying. Whereas with like the VR experience, like you said, like the metaverse. It's very hard to get people to do experiences when there's not much there as well. And it's a, like, it's a very early infancy of an infancy that we've seen similar to nowhere near as, like, as it was for like MMOs at the, at the mid 2000s. Like when you compare it to like World of Warcraft, which has got like millions and millions of um, players on it, which is it's interactive, it's, it's multiplayer, it's, it's kind of was a metaverse, like people living, trading, using real money to trade, to buy goods. Uh, and then it was such an underwhelm when the metaverse came on and yeah, people were like, oh, is this what it is? Like it, it hasn't matched that. And I think people's expectations of what, like expectations to hype, it isn't on par at the moment. Whereas like with augmented reality, we that came like, you know, really big with Pokemon Go. And yes, like an app is not, be Pokemon Go, but it's very easy for everyone to have that example of being like, oh, well, it's like this on your phone, like it's like Pokemon Go, like you know, you can see that, and that's a bit more accessible because of what people have already got. Like, yes, things like the HoloLens 2, which is an augmented headset, like really, it's not a commercial product, but phones, iPads, like you know, these sort of devices that people have runs low tech. Like, if you're not telling people to buy things extra, like, so I think that's probably a really good approach of going things, of just adding overlays of what's already got. You mentioned something interesting, like, the future of, it's kind of like the future of AR is in, you know, 
I guess, in your pockets, the little smartphones. But at the same time, you want to have these shared experiences that, you know, something like projection mapping is a lot better at doing, but then, you know, that's a lot harder to bring around in your pocket, really. So where do you, how do you think, have you seen any interesting projects out there bridging this gap, like between shared experience and also something you can, I guess that's very accessible, you can carry on in your phone as opposed to, you know, going to a specific space. Um, really, not much. I think it's more of like it's not a product, but it's a product that people want, which is I think everyone's talking about is like for Apple to drop the augmented reality glasses. I think that's what it is. It is like people are just wanting them to drop it. It's like just have it, and then I think having something like that, like where people can see and like interact, like having the wearable that's on you. It's not invasive. It's quite simple to wear, but other companies have like fell a bit flat with like sort of like glasses so it's quite hard to interpret i wonder if we could do sort of like site specific screens that are in locations sort of like could you just have like adverts where they are like you know like a large tablet device you know which is a large screen that has a camera so it can do overlays within site specific that's like movable like that sort of maybe approach but it'll have to be like quite site specific rather than what we already have. We've seen some stats that augmented reality can actually help marketing, let's say. I think I just like really like the example of uh, what was it, Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut, yeah, they decided yeah, to pizza. print Pac-Man games. So basically, on the pizza box, you have a QR code, and you will, if you will scan it, you will start the mini game, uh, like the Pac-Man game, and it's connected to the first restaurant of the Pizza Hut where they had those the arcade games with with the Pac-Man. So we're just like building small experiences, even if you're just like ordering the pizza, um, and it actually was like quite good for for the marketing. Do you think uh, maybe by using the mobile phones, it's actually could help some businesses, even small businesses, to take on those augmented reality route and promote themselves this way. Yeah, absolutely. I feel as if like if they have the money to 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 spend on something like a really smart augmented reality product that uh, like you said, like pizza is great, like you know, why free pizza, like like play a game. Um having some of that sort of um I think be great for like places where you do wait. Like you said, where you like a restaurant where you wait for food, or like, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, that's sort of like, because I'm really impatient, <laughs> like, I hate waiting around. So that's sort of like, oh, if I'm here, like, scan this QR code or even tap it, like, NFC chips, like, and get that in to be like, oh, while you wait, do this, like, while you're in the queue for something, make it a bit more interactive, like, speed up. And I think that's great as well as people, but maybe with families as well, you know, if you've, like if you're giving like you know young people young children like you know you've heard of like you know the toddlers with ipads <laughs> like you know that's a very specific child where they, they love it like they're running around like if you can keep them calm like entertained while you're queuing waiting getting something sorted you know that they're fine like so i think that's great like you know could like how do we ma- market market something towards families to make them feel to get like the child feeling comfortable like relaxed like there's probably a lot of things that we could do regarding accessibility like you know people with uh, like autism like 
how can that help getting them involved like you know in like stressful situations like can can companies businesses like small or large like if they've got people to come in like how do how can we use augmented reality to make them feel more comfortable i think i just remember it one of the restaurants used to uh, it was not like a mentor, right? it was kind of like a mixed reality or just a projection on the table. But while you're waiting, they will gamify the whole experience. So the plates and small uh, people will just start climbing on top of the plates or run around the, the table. It was, it was just like cute and funny, but at the same time, it's something additional while you're waiting. And I think a lot of people just wanted to go to that restaurant just because of that. So yeah, I can totally see that, how it can actually engage even kids while we're waiting. Just wanted to actually touch on, uh, maybe go deeper into sort of the other use cases of XR outside of the, uh, you know, creative experiences that you've seen. Because, you know, we talked about one, marketing, but what other, I guess, industries or areas are you seeing, you know, XR being used successfully? Um, It's really getting used a lot in health. So we have a, we work with a company, which it's a spin-out from Southern Software City called XR Therapeutics, and they use possibly experiences to help with people, with young people, mainly with phobias and autism, to say, give them experiences to help them. With the phobias, it's more like, like phobia, like therapy, like exposure therapy, and autism is like helping people like get used to experiences like in a safe environment so doing things like you know it could be showing a dog quite small on a screen and then building that dog size up seeing people like within like a supermarket given that experience of like going around i think there's a lot of potential in sort of like how do we use this for good like i mean there's a huge market in tapping into for health and also like manufacturing like they're using it and for like training, it's a really good training tool, like where you can put build any environment, especially within like virtual, virtual, you can build a virtual world. It could be like a factory, like that's quite dangerous and you don't want people training on the factory floor. You can build the factory like for like and have any sort of accident within there that's like safe and you can like get people's like real reaction time, see how they do it, like and prepare them, bring up training a lot faster, a lot easier and safer. Um, maybe you can give some examples. What was the most exciting development over the, the last year in the XR industry for for you? Maybe because it, when you heard that project, it's like, oh wow, it's actually happening. So I'm a bit curious. What would you say? Oh, this is that of a think. I think like like Surge. I think it's something that you know. It's something that my organization worked really close to and bringing something that doesn't seem as if it would be in the northeast to come and be successful it was i think it's showing that you know there is an appetite for this like not just in like major cities it's it's there's an appetite for it like everywhere and yeah like the sage is it's a place where you'd think it's um it's the building itself is very contemporary like it's it's made from glass and like steel it's it's huge like music it's very a lot of like concerts play there like like main like, like operas and like so it's not a place where a lot of like you know live music 
from like like pop music players so it's like you know like this is a very serious music venue like it takes itself which is great like to have like you know something like that and like to showcase something that's so contemporary of having like this mixed reality experience is like fantastically for them to, to like embrace and like take to, sh- to showcase this to their audience of, which is probably not something they're used to but yeah i think that was that's probably one of my favorite ones because it was something that didn't feel as if it would fit the mold but then it really has to like, expand it from there and be like no this is great i'm also curious like what your opinion is on the recent hype with ai so there's been a lot of generative ai tools that are coming out do you think this is going to have a really big impact to the particular immersive experience industry because we know it's already making waves in the creative industry do you think it's going to go as far as xr yeah i think like you know it's probably going to be where it depends like like you can get like ai generated objects and environments and i think that sort of crossover is going to be really interesting like how far can like you know an ai generated world work within that reality like what sort of inputs it can be within like augmented reality you know because love ai recovering like large amount of data is could be a really good way to doing um not just to generate something i don't say generate something from nothing or from words like but sort of like generating the data as a visualization tool for some places could be really interesting like uh yeah especially like in environments where it could be quite a lot like football like so imagine like like train stations i think like you know collecting like the co2 levels like how many people worked in like you know like collecting like all this data through ai and then visualizing it through augmented reality could be quite interesting do you do you have any hopes and predictions for the xr build in general and maybe for, for your like projects like the one or something yeah i think because we've literally just launched amp which is um advanced media production in proto which is a link between sunland between Digital Catapult and Target 3D, which is bringing virtual production to the northeast. So we now have like a full virtual production stage, where um, we've, where this is like going to allow people to push like you know it's an R and D space for most of it. So it's like allowing like people to play and explore of where this technology can go and giving them and like real time connections because like, it's connected through like 5g and it's going to be like really ex- explorative like for xr like where it's going to be real mix of real life <laughs> like with on that scale of like whereabouts you can have like performance performing in virtual worlds using um like gaming engines and then using motion capture using like film and then just combine this all together it's going to be really interesting across to see how like the creative industries can use this and also like other industries as well but yeah that's opened like last month so it's still very early stages but it's quite exciting to see because people are loving it and just seeing how it's going to evolve and grow over the next year or so wow that's that's also really really exciting and i'm looking forward to that future where we can i guess you know start to star in our own immersive version of the film or something yeah, I can, I can imagine all kinds of use case. But I think we're coming to the end of the podcast. So I say, do you have any closing thoughts you want to leave our listeners? And, you know, how can they find out a bit more about what Digital Catapult is doing or what each of your companies doing? 
Yeah, so um, we have a website which is like sunlandsoftwarecity.com, the digital catapult, I just put that in. So we've run like quite a few projects across there. We're doing, so yeah, so we're open up like, we do post like quite a bit of like funding opportunities as well, which is great. Uh, and then Proto, I think it's like VR Proto, double check on that website, they post that up. <laughs> yeah, but very happy to even share links for people who might be interested find out what we're doing and how we can get involved across some of the projects that we've run as well but yeah yeah we'll be sure to share everything in the in the description of the episode yeah hopefully see you at some point again because like maybe you you'll have additional projects and and new things to talk about thank you thank you to our listeners thanks for listening bye